right, listen up, spuds. This is Zap Brannigan, eh? master of time, space, and everything else in between. And, uh, oh, yeah, winner of this year's Modesty Award. Yeah. You're listening to You Suck with Alan Tom. You're one stop for this sort of thing. Yeah. Hello guys and welcome to you suck you suck that's it that's great that's great to hear it is yeah. it is it's different but it, i i keep getting ready for like the end of it <clears throat> i've listened to that promo a couple times now because alex like check it out i streamlined it and i was like all right cool let's listen to it. and i'm like <laughs> what's the di-? there's no what's the difference just you suck all right cool for you suck for you suck we're alex. just you suck because um we, we took a break and we were like okay so we, we love doing what we're doing but we want to make it more accessible to people and we're like so we've got like well you got like you suck what's the difference you suck the weekly bizarre you suck chronicles back in the day got you suck this you suck that so we're like let's just have you suck that's it know what's the difference it is us um so i've got a few taglines sort of like be you and let's talk because no no it's 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 important it's important because we had an identity crisis like we 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 created this thing i created these stupid logos to separate the you Ah. suck part of thing but i kind of like let's not let's not let's not down like downplay it wasn't it wasn't stupid it was you trying hard man that's a lot of work it's not like you just sat there and you know, it's not like oh i jerked off another fucking logo you're like dude look i spent like four hours building this last night it's it's work man but this is this is the thing. I tried to we tried to be something we're not, and th- th- that's the whole point of the you suck thing. What is you suck, right? It's a t- discussion between culture either side of the UK. So I mean, if you're on your worst day, you suck. Just be you. It doesn't really matter. Like you, I suck. You yeah. suck. Everybody is. Everybody who they sucks. Are, and we all suck. Everybody suck. <laughs> we all suck. <laughs> Bathrooms. We suck. And so we're getting uh, only guests on that. Absolutely. Suck. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Great start. Welcome, welcome, Paulie Shore. Um, that'd be kind of dope, actually. I'd be like, wow, we got Paulie Shore, huh? Man, we Um, rock. But it's been a been a a long minute since we've done this. Um, so it's nice to catch up. We are going to be speaking to Mike Perkins uh, on this show today. Mike Perkins is a very talented artist uh from DC Comics, but he has a um, an amazing history working with Marvel Dread, Mm. and we're going to talk about his career. But first of all, before we catch up, right. Yeah, fucking, it's been it's been almost two months. Like literally, I think we're like a few days away from it being two months. If not, it has been two months. We stopped right after Halloween, and what 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 day did we stop? I don't remember anymore. It seemed like forever. That's the that's the weird thing. It's like it's been about two months, and it seems like it's been a year almost. I'm like, wow, it's been so long, but it hasn't been so long. It just seems like a long time because we spent so many weeks upon weeks upon weeks doing it every single week. So yeah. it was weird. What did yeah, you do with your time off? I've been very, very busy. I kind of just um, dived headfirst yeah. into the biscuit stuff, which has been amazing, by the way. I've done so, so good. much. Um, and I got to, the biscuit to a good place at the moment. And um, so now it's time to sort of put a bit of love into you, Suck. And, but I think I think the less we do with this, the better, really, if that makes yeah. sense. Because yeah. we decided that we were just going to go very much back to basics. Just yeah. interviews, us talking to people. And um, Wednesday Night Live is gone. Uh, we're going to be bringing back Thorskin. Thorskin yep. is going to be the new live show. And we thought, this is this this is the way to step back into being who we're going to be, who we're going to be. And then we're going to have Moose Cooper, me, 
and David Raby because you're you working now. You like I've got responsibilities yeah. and shit. I can't do the live show. I got so. I got a lot of work to do. I fucking worked a twelve and a half hour shift yesterday. It was a fucking good time. Um, but it's it's good though. It's it's different. I don't I don't work nights anymore. I work days. I take care of a fucking sports store. I oversee all the bullshit. I deal with personal bullshit. Fucking, it's not bad though. I'm fortunately the three and a half years that we've been doing this really kind of prepared me for customer service. Like just talking with people and keeping a conversation going and kind of convincing them they want something they don't really want something. It's what I do to you every week. I'm like, you want this dick, Alex? And you're like, no, I really don't. I'm like, you want this dick, Alex? And you're like, I guess I want this dick, Tom. I'm like, yeah, you want this dick. Um, but that's kind of what I do at work, except it's less dick. And I'm like, you want this sweater? And like, I don't want that sweater. I'm like, you want this sweater? And they're like, okay, I guess I want the sweater. <laughs> It's nice though. I mean, the improv side of things is is one of the things I'm I'm proud of most. Is because like yeah. we've brought on a few people where uh, you know, over the years that I've worked, we've worked with where they've been like um, flip flops, you know, and they, they, they struggle with. <laughs> it's struggle it's with. weird, right? It's such uh, a but, weird thing. I never, I never thought about that. But like some of the people were like, "Wow, this person's gonna be amazing." Not that they were amazing, but like because they all have great stories. But you're like they're not us and they don't like keep the flow going. They just kind of like answer really quick blips. Like it's a, like a real interview, less of a conversation, but then some people we brought on are just like the best conversators ever. And we just, okay, let's press record and stop talking. Yeah. There's, yeah. But the, the conversations, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm being really rude. I'm getting a couple of pictures that I want to put up on here, but I'm sending them. So I'm sending them to cars. So I can load them. What is, what is she? I was about to say, what are you like setting her screen? Be like, is this appropriate? Like if I show my testicles from this angle, does it really look like you <laughs> know, a couple? Yeah, it's all good. Fucking. Um, well, make sure there's no one behind me. I've been doing, uh, I've been doing Elf on the Shelf this whole month with Shona. Nice. She, she, she started yeah, it. And I was like, yeah, you've been doing it. You, you yeah. good at it. What, what's your elf move? Uh, I go very drastic. Kaz is like, oh my God, look, they're sitting in his shoes. I'm like, let's put one in the freezer. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and me, man. Fucking Shona does like really cute things like, oh, look, he TP'd like the chandelier and stuff. I'm like, fuck that. This time he's cooking the Grinch fucking <laughs> over <laughs> open fire. Um, I had him like uh, catch one of the other elves in a trap as if he was an imposter. Um, last night I had him... Uh, in the melatonin and he was like eating them like they're gumdrops and it wrote a note it says thank you for the delicious gumdrops and has him passed out with a pen in his hand and shit like he got roofied <laughs> dude i mean like it's the worst ones when you're like you're about to go to bed you're like, oh fuck i haven't done the elf oh shit what yeah. do i do oh my god so that was me last night and i was having a few drinks ah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was having a few drinks so i watched the many saints in new york newark um and I, I was after that have you seen that yet um, I read a lot of bad reviews about it. I was kind of disappointed in the fact that I heard so much bad shit about it. There's a there's a few like nice moments in it, but the rest of it's kind of like uh, whatever. Yeah, you know? really. Is I yeah. guess it's all things that are like, oh, fucking Tony, uh, Tony Soprano. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, fucking Chris. Oh yeah. Oh, I think they've, they've set it up for like a series of um of sh- of, of of movies. Um. And then I was like, I want to go and watch Sopranos. And then I looked and it wasn't even on Amazon. I was like, what the fuck? No, it was on, it's, it's on, on, it's on Sky man. TV, which I don't have, but um, yeah, that's right. Your Sky TV, my HBO Max. Yeah. yeah fucking yeah. speaking of stuff on HBO Max, fucking, you know, what comes out this week, right? The Matrix, the Matrix fucking Quattro. It's, I mean, 
I don't think Hollywood are quite on the same sort of live in the same world as us because they're like, yo, we're going to give you Ghostbusters and we're going to yeah. give you, we're going to give you Spider Man and we're going to yeah. give you the Matrix. And we're going to give us things. When are you going to do it? Around Christmas. All oh, right. So when I'm broke as fuck, yeah. like yeah yeah cheers thanks hollywood <laughs> well like, i mean like i already spent like don't get wrong I, I hear you that's part i mean i'm not like broke broke right the second like don't get wrong christmas really like we dropped that first amazon cart was a fucking hefty load dude that was like a 500 yeah. drop and i'm like fuck you fuck you um but like luckily i already paid for the subscription hbo max so like not too much excites me. Like you've been, you tell me about good shit all the time. I'm just like, yeah, I'll, I'll get to it eventually. But like certain things I'm really excited to see. Like, I can't wait to watch the, the book of fat. I'm waiting for that drop this week. Fucking, I can't wait for uh, matrix four. I'm going to watch that this week with Shona. <clears throat> um, I fucking loved ghostbusters. Now you love ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is great, right? I cried three times at that film. Plus I cried, honestly, I fought straight up, didn't care who saw me. Not quite ugly crying, but like, <laughs> so you know, when you're at the cinema, you're kind of like, weak. I'm not Jeez. crying, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Timmy. You'd cry too if it's bad to anything, you heartless little bastard. Tears running down my eyes. We won't spoil it, it just yet. Yeah, because I want, I want it to be on a streamer first before yeah. we... So sort of start but don't cross the it. streamers though. You know that rule. Don't, right? cross, don't the cross the streamers. streamers. No, Unless no, no, you're no. fighting Zool, then you got Yeah. It. Which look she what a dude. I mean, you watch like we don't have to spoil it, but you like watch the end credit scene, right? Of course, yeah. Yeah. yeah I had to yeah, Google yeah, it though. I watched the first one and I was like, Oh yeah, that's great. Uh with Sigourney Weaver oh, and so the, good. The chat. and I was like, and then I was like, uh, is there another one? And I found out there was another one. I was like, What you never seen see Ghostbusters that? 2? Oh, yeah, there's two scenes. Oh, okay. There's two scenes. I didn't see the second scene. I just watched the first scene. My kids were acting up pretty good, and I was... Oh, I was in the cinema. Relieved. Okay, so the second scene is uh, basically... Spoilers. Uh, Go ahead. You can tell me. Winston, Winston's rich. He's fucking oh, rich. Yeah? And he, he takes the car back. He's like, yeah, we're going to do some shit. And it's basically... it's They use original footage of Egon, and they're talking about his lucky coin, and it has like serious... It has a serious history, this lucky coin. Uh, so yeah. basically, the Ghostbusters will return. Basically, nice. He's gone like I, he's gonna buy. He's, I think he bought the the fire station. He's, there's this amazing scene of him driving the the uh, Ecto one over the bridge. You see it from ooh. a height, and you see the sirens going. And I was just like, oh my god! Oh. But they used the original footage of Egon. I was like, oh my god! Like genuine like stuff we haven't seen before. And I was like, this is gonna be amazing. So they're gonna I make. Really liked everything like sometimes it's to poor effect right like they fucking they put dead people in movies and you're like oh that sucked but that was great like i'm not sure if it's just how much we kind of missed him and how underplayed he was as a character and stuff but like that whole everything about that movie was fucking tits it, there was nothing about it that i was not like oh that was stupid everything about it was like wow that was fucking brilliant yeah it was very good. Yeah. The, the cast worked really well. What I loved about obviously we're not going to spoil it. Here we go. We're going into it. Yeah, no, we're not going to spoil it. Let's just talk about everything about it. Egon's granddaughter, uh, the girl in yeah. it. I loved how badass she was. She saw that gobbler, whatever it's called. I don't know what it's called, but the, the, the yeah. ghost in the warehouse. And she was like, oh my God, let's go. She was like, fuck you. She was all about it. Dude, it was so great. It was so fun. <laughs> I love that opening scene too. The opening scene is just so like dramatic and that's also something that people do to poor effect like i know i said that word twice in a row but it's true that it happens a lot in cinemas um you'll see a character they don't want to show you but they want to imply that it's this person and the entire time like it's not that person 
while you're watching that, even though it seemed kind of out of character, you're like, okay, well, if Egon spent years obsessed about something and he was going crazy, this is probably who he would be at this point. And it was fucking dope. Like the, the like all the fucking ghost catchers all over the yard, dude. Man, that was fucking awesome. Let's Melissa go watch McCarthy the movie. Was nowhere near it. Nowhere near yeah. it. They kept. They were like, okay, Melissa McCarthy. They, they, we're gonna get. And um, what's that? What's the? Uh, is it? Oh shit! I don't remember. The, the other woman that's in it. Um, she's in everything and she's terrible. Um, Rebel Wilson. Oh, no, not Rebel Wilson. Uh, <laughs> she's terrible too. But the um, she looks the one, horrible uh, now. There's no the one that was in like Despicable Me Three and uh, oh, Drake Sandra Maids. Bullock. Not Sandra Bullock. No, no, no. Okay. Um, who's the other chick? Who's uh I know who you're talking about. Fucking oh, what's her face? Ralph Garmer's friends with her, right? Um, what's her name? Hold on, here we go. Here we go, you know, Ghostbusters. Go, go, Ghostbusters. I've been playing a lot of video games on a side note. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing really. I, like, I haven't you know. had an opportunity to even pick up a. I, I mean, I'm still playing um, Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, yeah, that's a great game. That's a fantastic game. I love that. Kristen Wiig, that's the one I fucking. Yeah, there you she's go. Yeah, yeah, terrible. Yeah, right. She just, she just like she's horrible. I wish she would die. She always looks like she just smelled a fart. Like, <laughs> was that you? <laughs> was that was that you that farted? <laughs> but I mean. I, there's probably films with in there that are great, um, but anyway, uh, Ghostbusters is great. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Um, see the trailer for that uh, for that movie that Sandra Bullock's doing with uh, Channing Tatum. Yeah, and, I was like, whoa! I thought he was dead. Is he still alive? What the fuck? It's been, it's been a while for a while. Did he OD on steroids? What the fuck? No, dude. Yeah, dude. That that looked really good. Like that's another like one of those things. I was like, oh, romantic comedy. I can go see with the wife and Sandra Bullock looks amazing. She does, doesn't she? I mean, dude, she has an age. She's, she's, she's like the she's, she's like the Paul Rudd of of the women side of acting. You know, <laughs> dude, she's like ninety right now, and she's like, "Fuck you!" And I'm like, "Sure, whatever you say, Sandy Bullock. You're Miss Congeniality, bro." She was old in those movies, man. Like that was yeah. like what 2001, she's 2002. In the 40s. She's got to be forty, yeah, forty. Dude, she's what? She's got to be older than forty. Look this up. No, no, like, back then, up? back then, back then. Oh, okay. Was I was like, Miss Congeniality. Um, I'm so, looking this up really quick. You vamp for some. Let's see. Now I'm um, really interested in how old fucking Sandy. We'll talk Bullock about is. our best Sandy, uh, our favorite Sandy B films. Um, I, I mean, I, I quite like The Blind Side. I love The Blind Side. I think it's good. people always go like Miss Congeniality, but there's two. Um, one is obviously Speed. I fucking love Speed as a Speed film by excellent. itself. Uh, and um, and The Blind Side is just brilliant. I love it. I always make. I like try. The Blind Side. I liked. I like Practical Magic. That'd always be like one of my favorite Sandy Bullock films. Fuck, of fuck it you. Is. Fuck of you. It is. You're, you're the, the witch wizard. Is in his magic and stuff. <laughs> I'm fucking. It's I'm easily to check. Like you know, you know when um, you get those traps, like the cardboard box on a stick, and you got like something underneath, underneath yeah. the box to try and entice the person. Yeah. You also just be any old shit with vampires or witches or anything. Yeah. It could be anything. Werewolves. Yeah, yeah, I get you. That's yeah. fine. It's Kristen Wiig in a new uh, vampire film. No, you're okay, thanks. I'm okay. Yeah, no, no, no. no well, that didn't work. Fucking, <laughs> the new Batman comes out. Anyways, um, hold on. She's 57 years old. I thought she was way older than that, but she's only, she's 57, man. She she fucking she not that old. She's my mom's age though. She's like uh, 10 years younger than my That's mom. Old. Or That's old. That's <laughs> old. I mean, that, oh, sorry, sorry, uh, Mrs. Bruno. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bet you are. <laughs> She loves me, your mom does anyway, so it's fine. She does. She likes more of your stuff. She likes mine. So, fucking, what's that tell you? I'm a busy bee, that's why. You are a busy bee. You're always doing stuff. You're always promoting, like, you and your family and how great you are. We get it, Alex. You're a great family. Fuck off. I met met a BAFTA award winner the other day. 
Yeah, did you? Yeah, uh, his name's yeah. Tony Reid. There he is. There I am oh, with his BAFTA. He's got one of four of his BAFTAs. Are you um, holding his BAFTA right now? Is that what you're holding in your the, hands? They're heavy, man. I, but I'm, Dude, I thought I'm gonna have to grab one of these BAFTAs and get I know, a it looks of huge. Them. When are you ever gonna you hold like two an hands. Oscar or a BAFTA? <laughs> he won that for um for, for writing Go Jetters and, and stuff. You know, he's he's he he Go 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 go. Go Jetters, you know. Get I thought that. you were about to he, Power Rangers again to me. I was like, yeah, I was uh, Power Rangers. I get it. He did go, like Zingzillas. Uh, he was there from the beginning, from like the CBBS, the beginning of the CBBS uh, era. So, um, and his and his and his missus uh, Jane. Uh, there, there, I'm with Jane. She's a, a puppeteer and a voice actress, and she did. Um, uh, she just did stuff with the Furchester Hotel with Elmo and Cookie Monster, and she did stuff. Um, it doesn't with... this, never cease to amaze me. Puppeteers, they're like, I want to shove my hand up things for the rest of my life. I have my hand yeah. up. <laughs> Speaking of which, that's is, that like this... <laughs> is that how you got the oldest bafter by shoving your hand up that right there? Yeah, that's, that's it. Deep. Yeah. That's it. Look at that sweater. <laughs> got on she's amazing because you know i like to do my voice i like to mess around with voices and i we did this interview she's like you got real talent i was like no nah, you just say that she's like, no 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 seriously you're quite good. so if we keep sending voices back into it's just this endless conversation just stupid voices we're sending back into it's quite cool so i'm a new friend eventually i see that eventually you're gonna be a fucking you know voice actor you make all the right connections alex it's, it never ceases to amaze me and don't get me wrong like I, let's not downplay the work that goes into it but because of the work that you do you just happen to fall into places that you really want to be sometimes which i find very interesting uh puppeteering voice acting work kaz's vagina these are the things you fall into and you're like well how am i here what happened yeah. whoa hello hello, hello. <laughs> no no that's not what i was implying that's what you're oh, not what oh my god I set myself above for that. I'm Your talking about the vastness here. of life. Um, life. <laughs> <laughs> Cold but no, I, you know, we talk about me spreading myself thin, and I usually I, that's like kind of you one do. of my traits. I kind of do that a lot. But, uh, but I feel like when you do that, you kind of find the the, the, the diamond in the rough. The diamond. In wow. The, rough, the diamond. Wow. You know, you will find the one thing that you know. Don't you, you will, think that's culturally appropriating the people of Agabra right now? What you're just doing? Yeah, like, you know, you, it's a fictional you, town, right? It's a fictional. You, you say that, Alex, but there are plenty of places that have been wiped off the map. We don't know. Agabra could have been real. Aladdin could have been real. Robin Williams could have been real. These are the things that could have been real, Alex. Well, one of the places that is real is Shrewsbury, and Shrewsbury's just filled with talent. It, it's it true. really is genuinely like Mike moved to Shropshire. He'll tell you all about it in a second when he, when he gets here. He said he's he said he's running a bit late, but we got 15 minutes just to chat. That's what oh, we, we got. We got, we got plenty loads of time, time dude. Um, yeah, we got uh, but yeah, he moved here just because of the raw talent that's around here, you know? So, Did he? Uh, yeah. He heard about you. He's like, I hear so, Alex likes it raw. Guy. He's got that talent. Huge dude, talent. We, uh, when's the last time we recorded? Did I? He made me cry in a coffee shop and I'll bring, I brought this up. I, I did interview Mike already. <laughs> I knew it was big. I knew um, it. So there are pictures of there's pictures of me and Mike there at the Loopy Shrew in uh, in Shrewsbury. What are you drinking? Uh, we did, um, they were complimentary coffees that they brought over. Ooh. So um, I'm a bit, I was a bit skint then. I was like, I've barely got enough to rub together for a couple of coffees. So I got there and I was like, uh, I had a, uh, I've been to a coffee place before. So I planned it out, have a coffee, go to the Loopy Shrew, buy another coffee, sit and record, go, right? So I I, I still have coffee left from my first place I'd been to, to do work. Uh, and I'm setting up, we did the interview, uh, Mike buys us a coffee, and as we're doing the interview, they're bringing us complimentary coffees because they, they know who I am at the biscuit and stuff. It's quite yeah. good. Um, um, but I forgot where I was going with this now. Um, he made you cry. 
Himejuku. Uh, yes, right. So the, the first coffee plus place I went to, one of my favorite places in Shrewsbury to sit and drink is House Coffee. It's right by my kid's school, so I can just nip there, have a coffee, and then go and get Timmy. You know, it's kind of handy. But I'll sit there with a laptop, and I'll just zone mm. into my laptop. Nothing else exists, and I've got my headphones in. I'm editing or I'm typing emails, and I'm doing that. That's what I'm doing. And I see Charlie Adlard. Uh, we will stop and say hello if we see each other now, which is kind of cool. Let's call it spot. That's good. Um, it's a lot better than the first time that we like start meeting Charlie and you're like Charlie, <laughs> Charlie, <laughs> it's, Charlie it's me, it's Alex, Alex, remember me, Charlie. <laughs> so now you got like so, a real working relationship with Charlie. Now it's like you guys are equals instead of him being that amazing guy. That's oh, I wouldn't say that man. The guy's worth millions. I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, but uh, money isn't everything, as we all know. Work is what matters when it comes to art, artistic type shit. And if well, I'm gonna be totally fair and honest you put in a lot of fucking work so i would wow. put you uh, on the same level dude it, it's not like don't worry, maybe I'm in a few fun. years i mean that's, i mean what's it been I'm now the biscuit like, guy you, you've been the biscuit, yeah, guy. the biscuit guy dude you you built a hometown thing he's part of the hometown he respects that one day oh, nice. charlie adlard will be like hey i know that guy that's alex alex it's me charlie charlie well, this is kind of what happened. And, you know, me and Charlie, I've worked together a couple of times, which is which yeah. is kind of kind of cool. And um, I'm sat there, I'm zoned out, and this guy comes walking over who's who was sat with Charlie. And I was kind of like, I'm just, da, 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 da. I'm not, and he's there, it's towering above me. And I was like, oh, hi. And he goes, hi, I just wanted to come see you. I really liked your show. And I've just moved here from, from uh, Florida. Uh, he's an English guy, but he's been living in Florida. For, you'll find out all about that. Um, and your show's helped me sort of acclimatize the area. So thank you very much. Shook my hand. I was like, oh, thank you very much. And I was like, oh, well, and, and, uh, and you, um, <laughs> this is going to sound really rude, but I was kind of like, and you are? You know, it's like, well, well, <laughs> 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 not yeah, in the night. And he was like, I'm, I'm Mike Perkins. Um, I'm the head um artist for swamp thing and i work with dc comics and i was like oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh my well, God. and then charlie comes over <laughs> cup of coffee <laughs> and then charlie comes over and he's like hi alex as if i'm a member of the family like hey how's it going yeah. the gay? I'm like, hey. and um they go out and i was just kind of like people sat around me had no idea like when i when that happens to me i get like filled up with emotion and i'm just like oh that was the guy from and I was the, and, I'm the, and I was just like, there's tears welling up in my eyes. And I'm like, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. So I wiped my tears away. I just had to like, had to lock into my work back, get back on with it because like, otherwise I'd just been a mess. But yeah. You, you realize that Charlie and him were walking away. You're like, do you see the way he cried? Like, what's yeah, up with fucking that? Idiot. Like, I, mean, fucking, I mean, like it was cool. And all. Like he's the Shrewsbury guy. I get it. But does he cry on the show? More, is that something? Is, is that like his trademark? He just starts crying. More, more like Charlie's like, yeah, watch this shit. Watch this shit. I bet you this fucking pussy cries when you get. Hey, <laughs> 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 he fucking walks away. He's giving him a five spot. He's like, Yeah, I told you, you cry. Look at that. <laughs> Look at Charlie Adler. Look at No, they're nice guys. Yeah. Nice guys. We'll get Charlie. I said super- this to Mike. What? Super nice. Super nice. Yeah, nice. We'll get Charlie talking. back on the show because the last time he came on New Circles with Cosmic Rays, it was kind of a mess. There was like five of them. And Charlie was just like, Hey, I'm here too, you know. Um, <laughs> so we'll get him. Uh, for a nice sit down. Sh- sh- the adults are talking, Charlie. Let the other people talk. We've talked yeah, to you before. He's like, now. yeah, I know, but you want to hear what I have to say, right? I'm like, I drew I pictures did. of Michonne getting raped. What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. I'm not fucking Michonne, you guys. So I'm like, yeah, whoa. That's yeah. kind um, of an honor, actually. You're rich. But um, it's been nice to sort of focus on the biscuit for a little bit. And that yeah. was that was kind of cool. Um, but I've missed this. I've missed yeah. this just dicking around because 
the biscuits, uh, it's got a bit of a sophistication about it. I don't swear and stuff on there. Do you know what I mean? Whereas I like you, Tom, because you're low class. That's why I like doing this with you. It's like, and was, it's like podcasting with a fucking bag of needles or something in a meth pipe. <laughs> it's, like, it's like juggling cats. It's, uh... <laughs> Dude, that's like a real talent, bro. You were like down blowing the people that actually juggle cats, man. Oh, it's, it's really funny because um, I was talking about... Um, who was I telling this about? I was telling about the, the Andy McElfresh interview. And I was like, don't smoke any pot. And and and, and Tom's um, reaction to that was to drink like a whole pot of coffee just before we yeah. went on. And he was like, hello, guys. Welcome to Thought Skin Podcast. Today, we're going to be speaking to Andy McElfresh. And he's like, and he's like, and I'm in the background. That was just amazing. We've been through so much, man. We are. I'm having coffee right now. Fucking Good. speaking of which, I woke, well, I woke up at like six. I had weird dreams, weird dreams. I don't know if it's like part of like the new gig and stuff, but like when I wake, I wake up stupid early. I I still get up at like five, six or whatever it is. And then like, I'll try to go back to bed. And like, actually this was like three o'clock. So I woke up at like three o'clock, went back to bed and it's always the deep REM sleep, right? Like it's, it's never like when I go to bed the first time, I never dream. It's always when I wake up and I take a piss and I go back to bed. That's when I dream. That's when I dream hard. And it was weird dream about like <clears throat> getting with this fight with this dude who like was in this house and it was just such a weird, weird thing. And I'm not really a controvert, uh, controvert, uh, converse, word? Con- not controversial. Uh, yeah. Controversy. I'm not really into controversy at all. And um, so it's so weird for me to be in like this volatile fucking like argument with this dude, in the, which ends up me hitting him. And it was just so strange. And then, like, it was you. No, um, fucking <laughs> you. No, no, it was. It was. It was actually Biscuit my mom's, guy. like, across the street neighbor. It was so weird. Which I have like nothing but good interactions with. It's never been like, oh, that guy's weird. But it was just such a strange, strange, strange thing. And then I woke up and I was like, huh, I guess I'm gonna make quiche. And I fucking went and started making quiche. Isn't it weird though? And have you ever? Yeah had a dream where you want to get back to. You know, oh, I want to go back there. And you oh, try. Yeah, of course. Have you ever done yeah. that? It, it's it kind of works like you can get like things of it back but it's not that it never you never go back to exactly where you were it's always oh you want to go back to dream about tigers which by the way you like my tiger skin fucking chair yeah, rocking very uh very baskins, right? yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well fucking dude like shona was going through one of the other things we did is we recarpeted the boys room with some 1970s like fur carpet like it looks like i literally skinned cookie monster and laid them all over my kids floor i mean that um i'll, t- I'll post pictures about it later and um it, like so we've been just finding like random pieces of like old fur and shit all over the attic and stuff and this is just one of them and i was like dude that's gonna make a dope like but not real fur though it's faux fur no no no, no. it's fake fur fake fur Fuck say, like, I, i'd be very well like I mean, I wouldn't personally go kill a tiger. And like, if I found, if I went to India right now and I found somebody selling tiger skin, I'd be really pissed. I'm like, dude, fuck you. But if I found that this is from like the sixties or the fifties or the forties or something, and it's very, very old and like antique rug, I'm a little bit cooler about it. Cause that thing's been dead forever. And even if it was still kicking, he'd be dead a long time by now. So I can, I can be cool with that. But say you sold it on like eBay or something, you might start a new trend and people are like, oh, I really like this. Oh, yeah. you like that? Oh, yeah. I need real tiger. Oh, my, I'm going to go get me some tigers. You're going to get some? Yeah, okay. Right. Okay. I, I know a guy. You'll go and get you some right now from the Serengeti. Oh, no, that's not. That's, a ti- that's lions, isn't it? Tigers um, from I, India. Is it racist if I say that I really want to go to go to Africa, but I'm afraid of the smell? 
and that's not like saying anything about no, Africa no, no, it's, not, it's not racist. That's uh, culturally insensitive. That's what that is. It's well, like, I mean, uh, but here's the thing: is like you've been to Morocco. You've been to Morocco. Yeah. What's it like? And What's the smell? You like you're you're from the smell was UK. fine. The, sm- it, the smell was fine, but we went to the the main main. We went into Marrakesh. And it did scare the shit out of me, in all honesty, because it was like tuk tuks driving everywhere. There's just cars everywhere. There was it was dusty. There was hot. There was the and then these when we when they dropped us off on the bus, the people just made a beeline towards us with, with their monkeys like to take pictures and the souvenirs, and they literally you could see them all honing in on us, and we're like, what the fuck is this? It was a bit nuts. So yeah. Uh, Jamaica was like that. Jamaica was a lot like that. Um, they, you know, like the moment you get off the bus and you're a tourist, they're like, they just want to, you know, peddle their wares, which is fine. That's how they make money. But like, I'm, I'm from the U S I'm very sensitive. Like I live in the middle of nowhere. Fucking like if, if a dead, okay. So a, something got hit on, I work near the highway. Like my building is near the highway and some sort of like deer or moose or something got hit down the highway and I could smell the rot, right? Like the decay. And that really fucked me. I was like, ugh, like, even just a whiff and let's be fair and honest like they have a different you know culture over there completely like they're they're thought about food and how to prepare food and all that stuff is very very different than ours and like you know sometimes they'll just throw dead carcasses place so i'm concerned that like i'm gonna get there and i'm gonna be like and i'm gonna sneer or something even though it's like you know the the home of everything in the world and it's the biggest con like the second biggest biggest continent biggest continent right it's the biggest continent right yeah africa's the biggest one man are you, are you just saying that to placate me right now? Or are you just fucking are you saying that? Because is Russia bigger? Which was bigger? No. Russia's no. not a continent, but Russia's a country. So you've got uh, Africa. Uh is Russia and then part of Asia? Got, hmm? Is Russia part of Asia? No. Uh, it's it's I've got half there's a European half and, a, and an Asian half. Um Mike's just messaged Europe. me to say he's he's here, he's about he'll be here in a sec. So I was like, yeah, we're All just right, we're just cool. shooting the shit. Maybe um, Mike can tell us if fucking Russia is a continent. No, I think I think it's not, um, it's not. I said I said you're culturally insensitive, but I think you're just massive pussy. I think that's the biggest fuck you. No, yeah, I am playing I'm new Assassin's Creed Origins right now, which is Egypt, I'll have you know, and I have not steered once. So I'll fucking have your apology right now. I, will, I mean when I go abroad, when I go to places, I don't want to go to all the tourist trap places, which I have done. I went to Marrakesh. I was like, hey. But Wait, even when I went to Marrakesh, I was like, just, just find a fucking cafe, wait for the bus and get out of here. I went and really? saw a few bits. And that's very unlike me. That's very unlike me. I like to go and look. I do like to look at culture. When we went to we went to Venice, I went to all the museums and all the old buildings and that. And went That's to, different. You know, that's old white people shit. That is so different. If I when I come to America, when I, I say yeah. when because I will you've eventually been to get there. You've been to Hawaii, dude. Fucking that's that's some place I've never. That's been not quite America place. though. I mean, no, I mean, but like it's, it's America's long distant there. cousin. It's kind of have you been? <laughs> have you been check? Have you been checking out fucking World War Two in HD? By the way, like it's actually made it like a movie series out of it instead of just being the documentary footage, and they use don't, like don't, actors. Don't get me back down the World War Two fucking rabbit. It hole was kind of dope, dude. Like I got stuck on it for a night and a half, and I was like, whoa. Like, see, I can't watch things. You'd be like Tom Ted Lasso, and everybody else in the world agrees that Ted Lasso is one of the greatest television series ever. It is. Period. Straight it's not just you. Get in touch. Tell Tom. Dude, get it. But like, I'll be sitting there and I'll be like, you know what, fucking, let's watch a little bit more World War II. I need to learn a little bit. I watched uh, what's that Mel Gibson movie? We were soldiers. I watched that while we were fucking. Oh yeah, we were talking about that on the phone. Yeah, like, I watched it, yeah, man. Was... I was like, well done. You watched a twenty-year-old movie. I did. That's all I did. It was excellent. It was so great. Mel Gibson rocks, right? I hope he comes back. He's back. Uh, Mel is that back. the one from Oscar from um, American Pie? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, dude, yeah, he was in that, and so was fucking John Hamm. John Hamm was in that movie, like young John Hamm, young John Hamm. Uh, so you know, you got a bit of uh, Mad Men going on, and um, you've got uh, what's he called as well? Uh, the guy played the sniper in Saving Private. Yes, I was just about to say that the guy from fucking Saving Private Ryan. He's sitting there and he's saying the prayers and shit. Wipe off the rifle, dude. He did like always have this guy. He did. What's that one film of Bruce Willis? And um, he was like in the run on the run because somebody put something in his bag. What the f- twelve monkeys? Um, um, no, enemy, enemy, enemy public enemy. State? No, enemy of the state. No. That's it. Yeah, he was that. He was what, in one of the hit, one of the hit Ford movie. That wasn't how. No, that was that was uh, Will Smith and it's Gene. Oh, Gene yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Right. Okay. Somebody so I, I get. That. Yeah, I, um, I guess it's here. There's somebody else that was really important that was in that movie we have too. To think about we? that, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, Jackson was in a like Michael three Knight. movies and disappeared. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. our guest is here. He's he's got something in his mouth. Though. I don't know if to. Let... <laughs> That's a really bad way to. Is it his BAFTA? I guess here he's got something. He's laughing, but so I guess we have got to bring him in. Uh, so you're coming in in three, two, and one. It's Mr. Mike Perkins. How are you, Mike? You good? I'm I'm eating. Sorry. That's, no, you're okay. that's fine. I, I, I was trying to decipher if you were Mike Perkins the second or if you're just really excited to be Mike Perkins. <laughs> I'm just really excited. That's what it is. I don't blame you. Your your fucking long history in comics is more than enough to get two exclamation marks. The reason I don't put two exclamation marks by my name is because like I'm excited about the quiches I made today. And you're like, well, Excellent. I kind of changed comics history, Excellent. but that's fine. Just, just quiche. Just put quiche. Tom quiche. It was it was pretty good. I took pictures of it because I'm trendy like that. And shit. And I made a my wife. I made I literally made like a ham and cheese quiche and a broccoli and cheese quiche. Was it, wife, wasn't, there a, wasn't there a recipe for quiche in Preacher? You remember? There's a recipe for quiche in Preacher where I think Cassidy talks about making quiche, and he said the recipe for quiche is um, you make it and you put it on the windowsill and then you throw it out the window. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, see the thing is I like I, I got a lot of eggs, man. We got we got like uh ten chickens and then we got four like six more or something because my wife doesn't love me and she was like, Oh, I don't you don't want any more chickens, right? And I was like, No, no more chickens, please. And she's like, Okay, cool, let's get six more. And then she just <laughs> added them to the mix. Excellent. So I got this abundance. So, of so eggs. is it like the more chickens she gets, the less she loves it? I think I like to count like the hate in chickens. Like, I'll like, okay, so follow Shona's TikTok. Yeah, and her TikTok do. is very oh, good. Not, not, to, good. not to chicken love there. I mean, no, not much Tom love. <laughs> what? Not no, to chicken not love. <laughs> We're back onto Preacher again, aren't we? <laughs> it's only fair. Like, I kind of like stay away from that thing. Like, I, I try to, she tries to include me all the time. She's, she's very lovely. And the fact is, she's like, oh, you want more viewers? I can get you more viewers. I have like, right. you know, like 300, 400, 500 people on TikTok that I could boost your shit about. I'm like, nah, I'm all, I'm all set. And she's like, whatever, fuck you. And she goes off and does her own thing, which is great. Um, but Mike, fucking, so you met, you met our, my, my young cup, cup podcasting co host here. In a in a coffee shop, is that what yeah, I just yeah. said? Yeah, well, you know, you... yeah, yeah. I'm fucking. Um, oh, he... I met him in the coffee shop. We well, did. No, no, well, I, guess, I was telling. I was telling yeah. about how you made me cry. You and Charlie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did in the coffee shop. It's a, it's a famous story now. You know what I mean? Because I don't do. I don't. When it comes to doing famous this stuff. sort of thing. We're, we're kind I remember, of nerds, right? I, I remember hearing about it on Google News when they're like, Alex Whiteley cries again. <laughs> I just cried at the Beastie Boys story. By the way, I just watched it. Uh, 
Talk about. It's amazing. It's really, really good. Yeah. But, you know, we oh, talk about MCA oh, when he dies and kind of like how, you know, he changed their lives and stuff. And they're trying to tell the story on stage about all the things that the Beastie Boys did and how much Yalp was part of everything that they did. And then you start breaking it. You need to finish reading it. And I was kind of like, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, so, Mike, um, yes, yes, we did meet. We, we we met the other day at the Loopy Shrew. I do have pictures just to show everybody. Look, it's yeah, cool. were, we met. Yeah, it, was really cool. nice. it was really nice. Um, but we're going to redo this interview, but in the very yeah. use of well, different, style. different, but the same thing. And this right. is the this is the weird thing is Alex sometimes will do this. He'll meet somebody very very incredible like yourself, Mike, and you'd be like, oh, this person was so great. I need to bring him to introduce him to Tom. And there's this great dynamic between the two of you because you guys have met and i'm like the third party just kind of watching in the corner being like this is really sexy i like how these guys talk to each other um but i'm gonna i'm gonna be more involved i'm gonna start throwing in little bits of hands so how does one begin a a, a very long-tailed career in comics good sir oh you, you start drawing very early like when Oops. you're two years old that's how uh, i did i drew boobs i was like circles it's an eight mom don't worry about the nipples and then I draw boobs, but mine weren't. Oh, well, really we good. don't have a problem with nipples in England. That's fine. That's no, is that just an American thing? We have a big <laughs> issue is. with nipples. It it's is. true. Don't you guys have like naked news? Oh, yeah. on some channels, yeah. Bro. Yeah, maybe right, in Germany. Right. Hello and welcome to the news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Today we're going to talk about the tragedy that happened in St. Johannesburg. <laughs> sorry, no, sorry. I remember Back- being on a, an American flight to Germany, actually, and. um I think it was X-Men Age of Apocalypse or Apocalypse mm. or whatever it was called was playing and um, Terrible so movie. On. and the violence was the violence was no problem you know mm. but um, Psylocke had a little boob window on her <laughs> costume and it was all smudged out it was all blurred out what it's like the violence is fine but little little boob window is just like no I I never cease to amaze me what certain countries find weird or they won't allow into the movies. Um, my yeah. my best example is I went to Jamaica one time and I was and we were told up front they're like, hey, so you know it's not really cool to be gay in Jamaica. It's just part of the belief system. So like my sister was very loud and proud at the time and like you might want to cover up some of your tattoos just to right. not cause any problems, which is fine. You know you can't you can't hold anything against other people's culture. So we're down there. I'm sitting in my room. Big Daddy's on the movie with Adam Sandler. And like everything's like they're letting swearing go. And I'm like, wow, like Big Daddy was swears. This isn't like TV at home. And all of a sudden, like they get to the scene where the two dudes kiss and they skipped over it. It wasn't even there. And I was like, what? There was they just kissed. And that's how you know. Right. they're And that's when I found out that things were different you know, right. depending on what country you're actually in. Yeah. So they wouldn't they wouldn't show Psylocke's cleavage. But like, yeah. let's just show Apocalypse ripping out Gambit's skeleton oh, right that now. That was totally fine. Yeah, totally yeah. fine. Totally acceptable. Um, it's, it's also, there's also things where uh, you're, you're in different countries and, and the translations just don't work. There was um, uh, You Only Live Twice was on when I was in Poland. And uh, there's this bit, You Only Live Twice, where the, 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 the fold-up bed goes into the wall and these guys come in and shoot the hell out of it. And then um, the, uh, the person... Oh, the, the bed comes back down. James Bond is is dead on the thing, and and some because he was in bed with a woman. Uh, somebody says, "Oh, at least he died on the job." You know, <laughs> it was like it's great. 
right? And uh, and the Polish translation came up, and it was like, at least he died doing his work. And I was like, no, it's not, it's not the same thing. But <laughs> it kind of almost makes it a little bit better because you're like, yeah, this is work, right? Fucking, he saves the queen some days, but really, James Bond's job is to get the girl, which he's very, very good at. Is is anyone else excited for that new James Bond film? I'm not particularly. I don't. Really I've seen it. Care. I've seen it. Was it good? Was it good? Is it already out? Yeah, I'm not a bit, I've not been a big fan of. I don't mind James Bond. I'll watch it. The last uh, was it the last one? The one before was a bit, it was a bit nuts. It was a bit nuts. Oh, I was just like, this is weird. stupid. Like, um, well, but they the, had to like bring like six films together. So I'm like, we just made a bunch of Daniel Craig films. Now we got to tie them all together. Right. And they couldn't even get like the James Bond they wanted. They had to like, you know, deal with what they had. And it was kind of, well, I, think, it's not- I think Skyfall would have worked out better when it was, um, cause originally the intention was, uh, was it Albert Finney was, it, was the caretaker. Originally it was supposed to be Sean Connery, which would have been brilliant. Yes. You know, just be like, Okay, this you know obviously it's a title that's passed down to each person, you know. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, cool. I find that I find that to be the coolest thing about James Bond. I know we're trying to talk about comics, but we got wrong. <laughs> quick. I, I always we found digress. that to be cool because it's up to it's up to like interpretation, right? I always right. took it as James Bond was a title that got passed down. You you took the identity, you took the number, yeah. and that's who James Bond is. That's why he can be different, you know, through a fifty year length of time. And then some people are like, no, he's supposed to be the same guy every single time. Right. It just looks different right. because you know it's that. What what did you take it as, Mike? When, when at the because you've been watching and reading it longer than we have. Well, you know, I mean that that's kind of what I did. I mean, turning back into the comics, I did a. Um, a series when I was at Crossgen, which was called Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and that came out before Kiss Kiss Bang Bang movie came out. Oh. Um, and it was um, that was the whole concept of it. Was this super spy Charles Basildon, who was, you know, the, the name was passed down to the next person. You know, it was uh, uh, was a woman who became Charlie Basildon, and you know, so it was all kind of. But it was great fun just playing with that whole. 1960s misogynistic kind of hero, you know. That was that was and, the thing. Yeah, a lot of people in America, the, the retailers, they were worried because they were like, "Well, you know, this guy's a dick," and it's like that's <laughs> the whole point. It's like, <laughs> it's like we can't sell this because this guy's not heroic enough. It's like what <laughs> like have they ever read like a graphic novel i mean that's oh, not what God. people I, I don't tend to read like heroic stories even my favorite batman ones aren't like heroic stories per se like i like uh the long halloween like the tim soul and fucking right. um, like right, that right. shit like that's my favorite batman or like the frank miller that's not really heroic batman right. that's kind of like vengeful batman that's like yeah, detective yeah. batman it's never the, the superhero that's there's a uh, the scene from um the dark knight returns where um mm. He's, he's running and he falls. He's like fucking useless, Bruce, or something. He's like, you fucking useless. Get up! Like he's like he's trying to get back into it and he falls down the fire escape. He's like, you're a fucking idiot. I love that because, like you said, it's real. It, yeah, yeah, it is. And um, we were talking about this, Mike, in the in in the Loopy Shrew. Shout out to Loopy Shrew. Thanks for the free coffee and all that. Um, but we we're talking about the kind of the stories that that are kind of like and the Long Halloween was another one because it's a long detective thing. But we were also talking about. Um, Mike, your early career with 2000 AD right. uh, and the idea that us Brits, the kind of, not us Brits, I can't include me in this, but the classic British 
comic books aren't you necessarily your superhero thing that's an american thing yeah <laughs> look at that now is that okay so is is that that looks like either fucking the uh the shield from uh that's from a dread, boys. dread okay that's dread see that's the thing is alex has done far more dread um research yeah. than i have I, I saw the movie back in the day so i get it but like I was like, oh shit! Is he showing me a boy shield? Are you trying to tell me you can do something really horrible right now? Because I I still watch it. Fuck, Sorry, what was the question? We missed it. No, I was just... <laughs> we were we were talking about um, having the license to work on comic books that aren't right. necessarily your superheroes. Right. More like the the 2000 AD stuff. You know, you got the vengeful cop from the future type thing. Right, you know, right. um, and this is where you started, right, Mike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty. Um, that, my first professional work was 2008. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and that and that kind of led on to other things. At the same time, I was kind of sending stuff to Marvel UK and wasn't kind of biting. Um, it's a great story actually, because one of my friends, he would, he was a writer, and he would recycle everything, like every piece of paper, every letter you got from him. There was something on the back, you know, which is like, you know, he's, he's Bill, you know, and it was like, oh, okay, yeah. And um, so he'd sent some ideas into Marvel UK, um, and they, they got in touch with him and said, sorry, Paul, we can't use any of these at the moment, but who did the drawings on the back? And it was my stuff, and that's how I got in at Marvel UK. Wow, just, really? Yeah, what? Yeah. Just happenstance, you just like right. all of a sudden kind of like you know, obviously, you're very talented, so you're you're you know, just attempt to make a nice drawing for your friends and yeah, be yeah. your your road into Marvel Comics. Weird, right. that's, that's yeah. wow, that's so different. So, so, yeah, they, uh, they gave me Biker Maestro Mars to do, so uh, that was I uh, remember that. I remember <laughs> that they made a cartoon out of that for a while, didn't they? Yeah, 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 it yeah, yeah. Really a cartoon, I think. yeah. Fuck, I remember that cartoon. Um. I was I was reading I was doing research on you before because Alex told me to do research um, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I which I do, totally you, do your fucking job, did. Tom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't do it. I, didn't do it. I read it like a couple months before you came on, and I'm reading through your Wikipedia, and like I I love graphic novels. Big, 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 big fan of graphic novels. I never understood collecting single comics. I have a bunch right. of singles, but they're like for my collector's purposes, not because I enjoyed the story yeah. per se. Um, but I love a whole story. And then I started seeing some of your work they did with the crossover, the DC, the Dark Horse stuff, and that was my jam growing right. up. Like the Batman right. versus Predator, the Alien versus Superman, fucking yeah, like. Yeah. And I was looking through, I was like, oh shit, he did Aliens versus Green Lanterns. Yeah, he did yeah, Predator yeah. versus Aliens. Like, how do you how do you get into a cross genre like that? Was that like was that already yeah. going on? Did they start? No, I mean, you, you just you just kind of you know that's that's the jobs they give you. I mean, the um, I kind of got into the the. Inking stuff with Phil Winslade. We went over this the other day with Alex, but mm -hmm. uh, uh, Steve Pugh was working on um, Superman versus Terminator, yeah. and uh, he wanted somebody to ink him on that. And because he liked what I'd done on Phil's work, he asked me to ink his stuff on that. And that led to the Green Lantern versus Aliens thing, you know. And it was just it's one of those things, you know. I didn't really intend to solely ink. Mm. It's just the way it came out. It was just like, you know, I was getting more inking jobs. And then when I went to CrossGen and they were kind of like, they, they basically employed me as an inker. And um, because that's all they they known that I could do, even though I've been penciling and inking and coloring at 2008. And um, they, uh, <clears throat> they, they, 
sat in the office and they said, okay, what we do at Crossion is we basically say you've got to do a page per day. And I was kind of like, what, what do I do in the afternoon? You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, Mike, slow down. We said a page a day. Uh, I mean, the thing was, it was, you know, inking is a lot of, a lot of the deep thinking process is, is there with the penciling, you know? So, so with the inking, you, you're putting the depth, you're putting the, the shadow, you're putting the texture. Um, and so it's, it's a different, the best way to describe it is if you're, if you're listening to a CD, um, if you listen to a C, uh, some music or something, when you're inking, um, you can sing along to it. You know, but yeah. if you listen to music when you're penciling, this, the, the music's finished and you haven't heard one bit of it. You disappear into it. Yeah, yeah. That's a different. It's a different mindset. I've got some of your 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 ink work here. This is, I believe, stuff from Carnage. Um, I picked this up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Penciling and inking there. Yeah. Amazing work because you can see the depth there and how you kind of the 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 different shades of ink draws your eyes to certain places on the screen of the, of the page. Yeah, I, love I mean that. the thing is the thing is the good thing with Carnage and again with, with Swamp Thing is you just you just kind of go wherever the brush is taking you. You know, it's not like Iron Man where it's all structured. You know, and mm. um, Carnage, you just okay, I, I, the brush is going over there. That was really impressive piece of work, actually. I mean, like, I mean, I, I have not seen too much of it. Obviously, Alex is more familiar, <clears throat> but the the detail and like everything that like the, we you guys will have to watch the actual video. I'm sure Alex will post a couple pictures, but like this black and white of Carnage and like he's just kind of spread out a little bit everywhere, tendrils everywhere, like axes and like it was very, very interesting done. How do you? <clears throat> How do you go about deciding what needs to be on the page in those type of moments? I mean, obviously there's like a description kind of like where you're like, this is kind of what you're seeing. But then you're the right. one that really makes the decision of what we are going to see. How, so how do you make that decision to make it like that, as opposed to maybe something a little more drawn back, a little more reserved? Well, that's, that's part of the construction of, of the comic. Put that page up again, Alex. And yeah, I'll, do I'll it, Alex. It. Put it back up. <coughs> hey, here we go. Here we go. Okay. Yeah, so you got, you, got the, you got the panels there on the, the left going down in size. So they're leading your eye to that main figure. Um, you know, you, it's not something you, you as a reader, you'd necessarily know that I'm exploiting you in a way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but I, that's, that's my job is to, to lead your eye across the page. So you've got those panels going down. Everybody's looking to the right. Mm -hmm. um, and then, the, the figure in the last page, she's even pointing up towards that figure there. It's, now, Carnage, it's a visual manipulation. Yeah, yeah. And Carnage, Carnage itself, I mean, it, it's just, he's chaos. I mean, that's that's all he is. But if you, if you look at all the, the tendrils going around, they take you in a circle, and then they swoop your eye back around where that guy is, that reptile guy is getting his neck split on the, the bottom left-hand side. Mm. And then that takes you towards the axe, which takes you onto the next page. You know, it's so beautiful. It really is. It's, it's, it's all it's beautiful. Like it's gory. To, it's chaotic. It's, yeah, it's, it's very clever. It's like, to be a storyteller. Yeah. That's, that's all it comes down to. 
Now, you, you mentioned the carn- Carnage is Chaos, which I completely agree with. As a man that's both written or drawn for, for DC and for uh, for Marvel, who do you feel is more chaotic, the Joker or Carnage? <clears throat> well, I mean, there's a... Um, well, Carnage is more chaotic. That's what yeah? I mean. All right. Um, All right. Seal approval. Joker, Joker is more... What's in the name, you know? The, the, the joke has to be constructed in a way, mm. you know, it, it's, uh, that's the way you tell a joke. You, you, you've got the beginning, you got the middle, you got the end. Carnage just doesn't even think about that. It's just like, just do it because yeah, uh, whatever, you know, it, it doesn't have to have an end point. He's just, it just you know, it's just there for the, for the shits and giggles, you know? Is it is it your work on Carnage that led to your work on Swamp Thing because of visuals like this? Has someone looked at that and gone, oh, do you know what? He'd be really good at drawing Swamp Thing. Uh, I don't Stan think off. so. Is that Swamp Thing? <laughs> 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 there we go. Yeah, there we go. Oh, is that um, I don't think so. I think it's just more, I, you know, I always wanted to draw something. So that's that's one of the things that led me to that point was, was basically me going, please let me draw a swap thing. Um, so I think that it comes down to that rather than, you know, going from somebody seeing carnage and going out, maybe somebody did. I don't know. That, that comes down to me begging. (laughs) That's what kind of figured in my mind though, like was like, because you could do the fine detail work of like, once again, the tendrils coming off of uh, carnage, like that kind of configures into the natural look that is swamping. Cause he's got a lot of vineage. He's got leafage. Like um, he's obviously essentially a God with, you know, covered in all the, the fauna. So right. it's it's pretty pretty. I, I can see where the correlation comes between the two and why. If I mean, obviously, you, as you, in your words, you beg for the job, um, right. but I can see why somebody would have a lot of faith in you being able to pull it off just based on that work alone. Yeah, yeah, totally. And, and because my my line is very organic, anyway, it it, yes. it, tend, it lends itself to those organic figures rather than something like Iron Man. I mean, the thing is with Iron Man, it, it's. There are a lot of straight lines, but you can get organic with reflections and all that kind of stuff, you know. So the organic quality can be there. But mm. it's more of a case of things where you know, I, I like to I like to put character, I like to put emotion into the faces, and that's not necessarily something you can do with a full face mask, you know. It's true. Um, I got Spider-Man Spider-Man here, you just got the right. mask, haven't you? Yeah, you've always got the mask. I mean, the eyes can be expressive to a certain extent, but that was a, that was the big mistake they made in the first Spider-Man film with Green yes. Goblin, and they gave yes. him that that face mask. You know, whereas Green Goblin's face, I mean, you know, it's really expressive in the yeah. comics, and then they put him in a Power Rangers mask, and it was kind of like really. <laughs> It's Willem Dafoe. He has a very expressive yeah, yeah. face. Yeah, it's not yeah, like yeah. You, you know, you, you took somebody that just had like no response. Like, like he has the smile for. It. He had a lot of very Green Goblin characteristics right. that, that kind of follow totally. suit. But the fact is that you know you put him in this 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 mask and you don't see any of it. it right. It's like covering up like a Jim Carrey's face or something. Right. And you're like, what? Right. but you're doing the the worst thing to the movie that you could stop that. Just stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, let's get Willem Dafoe because he's got a really expressive face. Yes. And then you don't use it. it. 
<laughs> or they could do the flip side and, and get uh, I don't know someone like Tom Hardy who's got an expressionless face to play Eddie Brock. Right. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I'm so fed of this powder. I've got. Oh, I'm not hungry. Don't make me eat another dead cow. Like uh, <laughs> you're you're talking about Bronson right now. How dare you? That man. He's got he's his good, penis. He's overrated. I'm sorry, but like, I love Tom Hardy in certain things. Bronson. But like the sorry, best thing that he's in is in Warrior, where he's just kind of like, all right then knock you out like you know it was just funny. um one of the reasons why i asked you to come on on on, uh, on you so apart from the fact that we've made friends we know each other now mike and i thought it'd be great for this podcast but the fact that you um you you moved to america to to get on with you to do your work and i thought that was fantastic that's what you suck is all about you know as a transition working in the uk um and then up sticks move over to to tampa yeah. Um, at first, what was that like as, as a life-changing move for you? You know, I, did, I don't think I was ready. I was ready for a move. I was ready for, for something to change. So I don't know if there was that much of a cultural thing. Um, the um, We were talking about this the other day. The, the only mm-hmm. thing was like certain words where, because um, everybody was in the studio. So I'm drawing there in studio and Butch Geis is on the, another table close by. And I'm drawing, I'm like, Butch, can I borrow your rubber? And of course, everybody goes crazy. You know, they're like, well, all we wanted is a racer. You know, everybody's, you know, everybody's just going wild with laughter. And Butch just turns around. He's like, well, do you want me to wash it out first? You know, <laughs> yes. it, you know. <laughs> We're and uh, there's, We're so there's certain aspects like that where you know certain words do not do not translate. <laughs> it, uh, but Americans are, they struggle with the simplest things as well. Like the word duty, duty over here is a beautiful word that we can say without feeling bad about anything. But you know, to write the word duty in a comic book and have kids go duty, duty, <laughs> duty. <laughs> You're just jealous that we're happier than you are. You're fucking <laughs> sitting over there so sad and British, Alex. I'm over here like duty, and you're like it's our duty, and I'm like sure. But it's it's it an out. important it's important important aspect to you know selling a comic book universally. You know whether you take I don't know you know we, we were talking about Constantine, Constantine, Constantine. Yeah. Constantine. You know yeah. taking this guy who's meant to be from sort of Liverpool, uh, and then selling him over to an American audience, having to adapt his dialogue and the what the way he right. talks and things so that you know it makes a lot of sense do you, have you worked yeah, a lot yeah. of that with you know make sure everything sort of ties up mm, not not overly there's there's only you know it's it's so it's so close anyway there's yeah. there's only there's only certain things there which are kind of like they just annoy the hell out of me you, where it's um herbs right that's that's the one that really gets me. Herbs. It's like there's uh, a H on it for a reason, you know. Um, <laughs> we but, had this. Uh, <laughs> me, me and Tom have had this back in two for for a couple of years now. And one of the things right. was like you and your fucking Peppa Pig and your shopping trolley. What the fuck is a tro- shopping trolley? My kids constantly come up to me and telling me about shopping well, trolleys. It, it's very funny because like for a while you, you were certain that my children were British because they were just watching so much British television between Peppa Pig and Thomas Train right. and things along those ends, uh, those lines. And they'd be like, "Dad, we're gonna go. And we're gonna use the trolley, and then we're gonna go put some things in the in the in the going to the shop." Know, yeah, shop, <laughs> like that. And I'm like, I'm like, speak American, motherfucker. Calm yeah. down. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy some herbs. 
What's up? What's up? What's up? Listen, Herb's behind the building and he costs 25 bucks. Don't buy Herb. Like he is overpriced and he's toothless. He's smoked mouth. Um, it's it's weird, right? Like we, we speak the same language, but we don't speak the same language, even right. though you guys invented the language. So right. I guess you're I guess you're right. Maybe. Well, actually, actually, there is this uh this this viewpoint that people in the, the middle of America, they there are parts of the middle of America that speak more Shakespearean English than we do in England. What? Yeah, yeah. Because because they they've they've been so not cut off, but you know their communities have have kind of grown from that initial English, mm. and it hasn't developed to the point that the English over here is developed. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's all like the RP, RP, the, the RP development, isn't it? Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you go to yeah, yeah. Arkansas, and you know. Go into a shop and they go forsooth. It's like <laughs> great. <laughs> I'd love it if I walked into a shop and everybody this the guy was like forsooth. I'm like yes, sir. Get me <laughs> a basket, Brian, squire. Let's <laughs> get Brian Blessed over there. Absolutely great. <laughs> um, I, I I'm going to ask you this question again, and I know it's awkward. I, the way we do like an interview and then I'll do a different interview, um, but. Taking hold of like a beloved object, like I don't know, I saw a picture of Spider Man there. There's some stuff here with uh, with Hulk and mm-hmm. and, and uh, Venom there. Like taking hold of these beloved characters and having the responsibility for them. What is that like for somebody maybe that's just stepped into the uh, industry? What was that like for you? I mean, the, the only one that I had a problem with we were talking about before was was Judge Dredd. You know, that was my yeah. second piece of work, and uh, I was terrified by that um because i've grown up with it um i think it just gets to the point where you 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 really have to just you can't you can't think about that you know because it it will just stunt you it'll be just you know you you can't necessarily think about the legacy of those of, of who who's done those characters before who's created those characters you know um even if one of your your big artistic heroes has worked on those characters. You can't well overly think about that. Mm. You've just gotta you just gotta carry on and, and do it because otherwise you know you'd be you'd be frozen. You wouldn't be able to do your work. I, f- I find it to be very similar in what we do. Um, we've talked to a lot of amazing people like yourself, Mike, and the more you kind of dwell on the fact that you're speaking to your hero, you're speaking to somebody you respect for their work, it, it changes the dynamic of the conversation. So like, I might talk the way I'm talking to you because I don't have like that bit where I'm like, oh my God, Mike Perkins did X, Y, and Z. And I'm starstruck by the fact. Instead, I can talk to you the way I'm talking to you now, which is just a guy to a dude. And I feel like conversation would be better than if we you know had this whole other bit that was kind of like hindering that right totally totally um would you I mean, prefer when, when, to... I'm, when i'm at conventions and i'm talking to to you know celebrities movie stars or anything like that, I, I don't really i've never really <clears throat> concentrated on that i've just been like it's another guy it's another you know it's another girl i'm not really that bothered you know and you, and, I, and I think to a certain extent they appreciate that approach, you know, mm. rather than you just go up to them and go, ah! you know, 
I've never done that in my life. Never, no, ever. Never, ever. Charlie Alex. Alex. <laughs> um, do you think it would be better, not better, and this is not the downplay your amazing art, this is just a question. Um, do you think it would be different or better if you had no idea who you were working with altogether? Let's just say they gave you the what you were doing and that's it. You had no idea who was writing your words or anything. Do you think that would make your art different or no. better in some way? No? No, it wouldn't be any different. It's, uh, you know, it, it, it's actually really good to to, to be, to, to know who the writer is, to be in touch with them. Um, like working with, with Ram at the moment, Ram V, who's writing Swamp Thing, it's great, you know, that we can we can just go and, and, and chat to each other and, you know, say, let, let's, let's take it in this direction and you know, um, talking about the storytelling aspects of it and, you know, playing around with that. It's it's really, really interesting rather than just, okay, this is panel one, this is panel two, this is panel three. You know, we can say, okay, let's make this page look like um, the, the lifelines of a tree, you know, and things like that, you know. So it's... Um, it's actually really advantageous to know who you're working with. Um, I don't think it would necessarily make a difference if if I if I just got the script and didn't know who who it was, but it does make a difference when I can collaborate. Yeah. Is there a kind of direction you kind of hate to see? <laughs> Is there a kind of like, uh, okay, Mike, we want this. Is it? What's the one it's, thing that can come through and you go, off oh, fuck, not that again. Well, yeah. I mean, there's certain aspects like um, if there's if there's a scene on a plane, it's just so annoying because it's just <laughs> just like know, a real life plane ride suck. I don't well, like yeah, either. It, it's just it's just be, because you you have to do it where the conversational aspect of it is always left to right, you know, to to lead the eye. Um, you know, the person who's talking first always has to be on the left, you know, mm. in a in a panel. You know, um, and so it's it's kind of it's so restrictive being on a plane because you can't just walk around. You know, you can't you can't move the camera around because if you move the camera around, you got the back of the seat. You know, you haven't got their faces or anything like that. So uh, conversation on plane or in there's there's a bit more uh, there's a bit more movement you can do in a car, but any kind of transport it, it, it's very restrictive. Really, on the tube, uh, long. Well, yeah. I mean, tube can tube you can play with because you can do something maybe going on in the background. You know, do some do some figures. You know, do a little story of your own in the background of some figures. But with a plane, you don't you don't see anything. You just see the seat. Next time you do a plane, what you do is you show like from out the window shot and then you show like yeah. something on the wing of a plane just to like right. don't even draw attention to it. Like, is that fucking are they are they making a Twilight reference right now? What the fuck is that? <laughs> but that's a problem. That's a problem you always have to think about. Is if if you if you put the camera, let's say, if you put the camera above something, then you're you're kind of forewarning the people who are reading it that there's something above, you know, uh... and, and there's not, there's nothing above. So in a way it's like, you've really screwed up with the, the, the storytelling aspect of it. Huh. Uh, so there's, there's always certain aspects of that. I mean, sometimes you can, you can do that just to, to vary the viewpoints and all this kind of stuff. If you want to show everything that's around them in a room, um, 
but a lot of the times if, if you're going to shoot that through a banister that's looking down on the room that's usually a sign that somebody is looking at them from the banister you know mm. so there's there's certain aspects of that the ways to fuck with people's head um do you, i mean uh, we were chatting to uh, the drawn art and design fair big shout out to tat and uh, to sheree gerard for putting that on and all the artists we spoke to but one of them was gary drew right now gary drew tom makes these amazing bits of art that are spray painted with lots of little bits like um uh, mike drew a little batman on, on one of his arts which will then get sealed and then it'll be hidden in with this painting all these little bits like of comic book characters and all sorts on top of this uh, Aretha Franklin picture or Charles Darwin right. picture or what have you. Um, and he likes to leave little Easter eggs in with his work, but not tell people what they are, where they are. So somebody can buy art, have it up in their wall for years and not know what they're looking at. Right. And looks to fuck with people at. Have you ever been sort of tempted to leave little Easter eggs or little hidden bits inside a, a, a panel somewhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you you do tend to do that. You don't really have to like watch what you're doing now because <laughs> uh, some people have done it in the past and they've, they've got you know they've got kicked off a book because maybe they put something political in there, you know. Wow. And uh, and that's it. They're not working for Marvel anymore, you know. Um, and I know that <clears throat> one guy on one of the issues of uh, X Men, he just on every page. He somewhere in the background he put the word sex, just just to keep him uh, occupied when he was drawing it, and uh, and so it was very much like a, you know, what what do you do at that point, you know? It's... Now does does Marvel kind of go through like the drawings with a fine tooth comb? Like, do they always find that stuff, or sometimes do things make it all the way to print? No, and no, sometimes like, they I got away with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes they make it through, and. Um, and that, you know, because the the Marvel guys, I mean, they're they're, they're busy, you know, the editorial, they're they're working on so many books per month, they don't really have the time, and and a lot of the times, you know, the artists will be running late, and you know, they haven't got time to to worry about it. The Marvel guys, the, the editors of Marvel, are there on a Friday, waiting for work to come in, so they can just push it out to the printer, you know. Um, so they, yeah, a lot of the times it does get through, and and you know, a lot of the times it. It's usually the, the artist who gets into trouble for it, you know. One of the things I've, I've spoken about quite a bit, especially when you speak to Shane Chebsey from Weekly Bizarre Guys, you remember Shane, uh, and Charlie yourself and stuff, is is the, 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 the separation between comic books and movies. You know, when we talk about Comic-Cons, the comic book artists are thrown in the corner. They're hidden there. I, last MCM I went to, you had to really walk and find your comic book artist, and then it was all... Funko Pops and shit everywhere, like, you know, Nintendo this and all that. And you're thinking, this all came from the guys that are hiding in the corner over there, you know? Yeah, it's a comic con, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you were telling me a story about um, Time Magazine. I'm sorry that I know it's repetitive, but it's, this is for yeah, a different Empire. Show. Yeah, yeah. Empire Magazine. Would you like to explain yeah. to Tom what happened there? Yeah, it was... Um, <clears throat> they, Empire Magazine, they were doing uh, the 10 years of the Marvel movies. Uh, special and they wanted a um, a cover illustration with all the, the Marvel guys on there um, so I did this I did this cover illustration they loved it and Marvel loved it and then uh, Marvel Films turned around and were like nope I'm going to use it and 
Empire and Marvel were like, what? Why? It's, it's great, you know. And uh, Marvel Films said, no, nope, it's uh, we we don't we don't want Mar we don't want comic characters selling our our films. So it's just like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> That's but, so asinine. But, what the fuck's that supposed to mean? <laughs> we don't insane. we don't want the actual, you know, because these things are all based off of comic books, we don't want the comic books. We want comic book characters. Don't you understand, Mike? Where's Downey Jr.? Where the fuck is Downey Jr.? <laughs> it's insane. It really is insane. But I mean, I can I, I kind of understand it, but it's kind of damaging to the Right, industry as well because you know comic book sales aren't hot right now, are they? I mean, people right. are trying to pump things up a little bit because yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you need to keep coming with these ideas, and the only way to come to keep coming with these ideas is to keep giving the work for the art of comic book artists. I mean, Mike, right. you know more about this than me, but um, yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. it's uh, it's insane. Um, one of the things what we I mentioned a little bit earlier was uh, working with uh, comic book heroes that aren't necessarily superheroes, and after meeting you properly, Mike. Um, I've been doing a little bit of looking, and I've got to say, your work on Lois Lane is phenomenal. Like uh, this, this cover here, uh, there's a bit of a better image of this. I would hang this shit up on my wall. I love it so, so much. The idea that Lois Lane is as powerful, if not more powerful, than Superman blows my fucking mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that, that, that was the whole basis of it. That was the whole kind of. You know, Lois is the most powerful person in the DC universe. She knows all the secrets. You know, everybody, every superhero respects the hell out of her. Um, and, uh, and and she basically tells Superman not to not to you know mess around. She's just like, you know, she's very much of the mind that uh, she, if if somebody is threatening to kill her. She's doing her job correctly. She doesn't need Superman to come in and, and save her. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this one was basically... It, it came from a conversation with me and Greg about what do you do uh, as a journalist when you're being told what you're doing is fake news, basically. Um, and so it, it, was, it was kind of dealing with that whole real-world situation, you know, especially when you're a journalist of of Lois's caliber, you know, uh, yeah. you know, she's won Pulitzer's, you know, she's, uh, she's broken so many stories around the world and it's just kind of, you know, what do you do when somebody just stands up and goes, no, it's, it's rubbish, you know? Um, so we kind of, we were dealing with that kind of stuff really. Um, it's not, it's nice and, because uh, it, it really worked out quite well. I mean, you know, Greg's very, politically minded but we didn't want it to be a political book even though lois herself is a political animal you know as a journalist you have to be so uh, i imagine actually with any sort of reporter that <laughs> when you do break a story and you've you've put your life on the line for this, and you, right. you maybe have to go into hiding maybe a little bit, right. and you write up your story. And then for someone to go, nah, it's bullshit, mate. Oh my yeah. god, it must be infuriating. It must be like, what? Right. <laughs> they right. were shooting at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there were certain aspects of that. You know, I mean, like I remember Butch guys telling me a story once, and 
I repeated this story um, to this this other guy, and this other editor turned around and goes, "Ah, oh, that's rubbish." I'm like, "What are you talking about? It's rubbish." I know the guy who told me the story. You know, what I'm saying. He's like, yeah, but I decided that it's rubbish. So it's rubbish. And you're like, what? Um, I always liked, um, there's this really cool part in a Flashpoint Paradox where um, Lois Lane is kind of like one of the leaders of the resistance on the human side of it all. And I always like kind of respected how powerful she became because she is one of the most powerless people in right. in DC Comics. I mean, even I think Jimmy Olsen at one point had powers of some sort. Oh, yeah. Um, he's, he's been yeah. a gorilla and everything, yeah. <laughs> so, like, you know, Lois Lane, just normal plain day Lois Lane, you know, is, is Superman's girlfriend. You know, that Lois Lane happens to be the most respected, the most decisive, just because she did all this really deep investigating reporting back in the day. I always liked that about her. So it's really yeah, yeah. cool that you took, like, the concept of Lois's Lane's inner strength and brought that out in the series. When did that come out? I, I wasn't even aware of that coming out. Uh, it's going to be a couple of years now. A couple of years. Yeah. Back. Did you guys end the run? Are you still running it? It was only it was a twelve issue. It was a twelve okay. issue. Okay. Oh, cool. Uh, so maybe there's a graphic novel for it then. Yeah, that's yeah, how you'll get me to read it. In, it's all collected in one. Uh, yeah? yeah. Well, I know what I'm asking for for my nice, birthday. Then. Nice thick one there. Yeah, that's why I like some thickness in my books. Look at that. Yeah. Thing. That's awesome. Oh, but yeah, thickness. it was. Um, we we there were parts of it that it didn't really come about as strong as we wanted because at the time um, Superman had revealed his secret identity to the world um, Lois Lane's Lois Lane's dad had died in a, in a oh, different so book so we, we had to deal with all this stuff going on as well so it kind of derailed us a bit from that side but. so do you have to incorporate that type of stuff into your story once it becomes we, canon we I mean it like was just more of a case of you know this is coming out concurrently with the Superman books so if it affects Lois, we have to address it. Right? Now, in turn, will they take your stuff and put it in their stuff? Will they be like, oh, yeah. Lois Lane just yeah, did yeah, this yeah. in public enemy, so right. now we got to incorporate that. Oh, that's kind of oh, yeah, cool, yeah. though. Like, yeah, it <laughs> I mean, is, like, but sometimes it derails the story you want to tell. Ah, you know? uh, uh, that must be you know, really you frustrating. To, you have to take a step back for a couple of issues until you can get back to that point you were at before all this other stuff kind of came in. Did, has, did anyone like derail you so much? You're like, dude, like I just built like a month of working on this and you changed everything with two lines in your fucking well, we book. To, we had to change. We had to change the outlook of the whole book because, you know, um, Lois is supposed to be this beacon of truth and she's been basically lying about Clark Kent all these years, you know. So it's like, how are you going to deal with that? You know, you you got you going back to this whole thing of of the lead of you know the leader of the country saying fake news. Then you've got a reporter who's been doing fake news for the past <laughs> however long. I, th yeah. I think it would have been great if you were brought up like Pink Kryptonite and be like, "That's fake news. It never happened. <laughs> Simply never turned gay ever. It's not Pink Kryptonite." <laughs> And that brings up a really important story because, like, there's so much going on with DC. I imagine there's like, you know, you know, dozens of writers working on dozens of projects all at the same time. How do you keep the continuity to keep the fanboys happy? It's a pretty tight ship. I think the the editorial teams they they kind of know where their books are going. Um, hmm. So it, it is a pretty tight ship in that in that regard. Sometimes they miss things. You know, somebody 
Uh, one of one of the worst things is when you're working on something like X Men, right? Because mm -hmm. I did uh, Astonishing X Men with Marjorie Lou, and and we're working on it, and you're like, okay, we want to use this character, this guy. Oh no, you can't use that character because he's in this book at the moment. Oh, okay. What about this character? Nah, we've got a story based on that character that's coming in two months' time, and you know, it's just kind of like, so who can I use on my X Men team? You know, it, <laughs> like it, well, you get Hawk, you get yeah. Nightcrawler, you get um, you you get uh, you get Jubilee, and you're like, I don't have a story for them. Well, right. tough, astonish right. me. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is like that. It's uh, it's very much uh, sometimes sometimes you know you can put Wolverine on because he's in every X Men team, yeah, so it yeah, doesn't yeah. really matter about him. Yeah, but, uh, Wolverine <laughs> is the Deadpool of the X Men universe. <laughs> yeah. Even though Deadpool's already the Deadpool yeah, of the yeah. Deadpool universe. Yeah, yeah. Do you get a lot of uh, fun mail? Um, you know, to do with what yeah. you've done. You know, via yeah, carrier yeah. pigeon, like we get yeah. mail, <laughs> emails, whatever. <laughs> Fuck you, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you do. You, you get quite a bit. You know. Uh, yeah. What about the negative? You also get a lot of. Just, a lot of uh, Charity, you know, please give it to my charity. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking please give me money, Mike. I know you yeah, got yeah, it. It's, it's, it's all not your the time. Staying run. It's, it's kind of like, you well, you know, there's certain ones you can you can do something about, but a lot of the times it's like, if I do this once a week, I'm gonna be, you know, I'm gonna be penniless well. by the end of the year. <laughs> Anybody want to have a charity with me? It's very nice. Fuck. <laughs> Oh, poor Mike. Fucking hell. I've got this, uh, this podcast called The Shoesby Biscuit. Um... <laughs> is he fucking paying me? Um, this is why I'm glad I'm poor. Fucking nobody asked me for anything except telemarkers. And apparently my car warranties are always up. I don't understand that. I, I already did it like three times. Fuck. But it's it's worth bringing up the fact that you've moved to moved to Shropshire um, yep. from from Tampa, and that's because uh, for the listeners that are listening from around the world, I know you're there. How's it going, guys? Um, but like the listeners that aren't in, uh, around Shropshire, to understand there is something very special about Shropshire because, especially Shrewsbury in particular, and the outskirts, there are so many creators, and we're not just talking about comic book artists. Because even if we're going to talk about them, we're talking about Charlie Adlard, Robbie, uh, Robbie Morrison, who's a writer, John Wagner, the creator of Judge Dreg, Mike Perkins, uh, you know, Charlie Adlard, um, you know, uh, Christian Ward, Charlie Christian Adlard, Ward. say him again, say him um, one more time. Casper um, Wingard is thinking of moving over here, you know, this it's a whole bunch of. What's guys. what's the draw? Like, were you you weren't from? Were you from that area? Like, were you? Uh, I was close Shropshire? by. I grew up close by in Wolverhampton. Um, but okay. I, but I lived I lived here twenty odd years back before we went over to to the states. Um, but um, I don't know. It's it's there is an artistic spirit. You know, some some towns, some cities you go to, you can feel that. Artistic spirit. Are you saying Tampa didn't have that? Come on now. Look how white trash it is. All the artistic talent in the world moved to Tampa. We're not allowed to say that, Tom Bruno. I am allowed to say that. I've been to Tampa. I've been there. It is the white trashiest place in fucking Florida, which is like Mike Perkins, charming, amazing artist, and then a sea of meth heads. I don't understand it. I'm well, so sorry, I don't know. Man. I mean, Tampa's, Tampa changed a lot. Um, in the, I was there for 20 years, so it was like um, wow. it changed a lot in that time. Did I mean, it was it was when we got there, it was you know 70, <laughs> 75 year olds and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, um, but it, it it changed a lot. I think simply because 
a lot of people were moving from San Francisco, places like that, because it just got crazy expensive. Yeah. And and so you know they could they could cash in a one bedroom flat in San Francisco and buy a big five bedroom you know swimming pool kind of yeah. thing in McMansion. Tampa. You know? Yeah, yeah. And so so it, um by by the time we left, I mean the average age in Tampa was maybe thirty five to fifty five, something like that. So in twenty years, it had really dropped. Yeah. It went from being like a grumpy old man to Logan's run. You're like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> They're starting to kill everybody over 30 right now. <laughs> and because because I was in that community where there were, you know, 60, 70, up to 100 people working in one building, yeah. all creating comics, you didn't really notice anything else. You know, it was just that it was very, very creative. So the, the real question is that you mentioned all those people working together. How does something like a huge pandemic change the dynamic of doing art for a major comic book company? Like, I mean, obviously the creative atmosphere that you were in before, which is like a whole room full of people kind of bouncing off each other, like being excited. Now it's like you, I mean, I'm sure things are a little different now, but essentially for a couple of years, it was just you in your office by yourself sending emails. Does that still have the same feel? Well, that, that's, still get the same basic. feelings across the page? No, I mean, that's basically how the industry works anyway. Uh, okay. Crossgen was an outlier in, in the sense that they wanted everybody working in-house. It, it doesn't happen. Um, no? It was, no. A, it was a big experiment, you know. Um, oh. And, uh, you know, even even in the 70s when they were talking about the Marvel bullpen, you know, everybody was yeah, yeah. having a good party. It didn't exist. You know, it was just a cocaine bowl, and yeah, yeah. Stan Lee was wearing a bathrobe. That was the bullpen. Um, and so, so it, it was it was a totally different thing. Um, for 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 me, I mean, it was when when the pandemic came about, and everyone was bitching among about working from home. I was just kind of. Welcome to Mike's world, bitches. I love it. You're all late to the game. That's how me and Alex felt, actually, because we, we do the show remotely, right? Like, this right. is how we're doing it right now. And we were doing it a couple years before the pandemic hit. So we were very – because, like, before the pandemic, we would write people, and they had no idea. They're like, what do you mean? You don't want us to come somewhere? Like, you just want right. to show us up on a computer? And we're like, yeah. That's Google, Hangouts. <laughs> Google Hangouts. Google Hangouts. <laughs> Shout out. Um, And that's how we did it for, for a number of years. And then right. the pandemic hit, and everybody was trying to catch up on how to do it this way. Me and Alex right. were off to the fucking races. We're like, we've been there yeah, for yeah, years yeah. now, baby. We know how to handle this. So I'm sure it was the same way for you. Everyone's like – how do I function in a Mike right. Perkins world? You're like, welcome, bitches. I've been doing it for years. You get up in the morning, you start work. What's the problem? It's like <laughs> we create our own visual cues. Like you, you've probably seen me a couple of yeah. times. I've gone like this or gone, you know, like yeah, yeah. and that's like that's my, that's me next, bitch. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> respect my finger. I'm like, I get it, Alex. I respect your finger. Your amazing British finger. <laughs> But no, we welcome we welcome you in Shropshire with open arms, seriously. And it's been a really has been a genuine pleasure because me and Mike are bumping into each other a couple of times now and doing interviews and stuff. And it really is a pleasure to know you. And um, I'm really excited to see things that you can be working on. I know that um, you've you're very much a part of the community already. You right. know, I know Shane Chepsey's got you with the 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 uh, the, the drink and draw thing. Shane Chepsey, yeah, yeah. shout out to him. The comic Salopia stuff. Um, is there anything you're working on in the new year that you're kind of excited about? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm 
constantly on Swamp Thing. I think that's the nice. that's the main thing. Um, the uh, we've got another six issues on Swamp Thing. It was it was originally it was going to be ten issues, um, and it, which it, it, the first four it was so yeah, and uh, it was so successful that they extended it for another six issues. Um, nice. so it's a 16 issue thing um, which is almost unheard of you know usually series is cut short you know because they're not selling mm. um, and so you know it was it was great to have that extended um, and so really it's it's that there's a couple of things which I'm talking to people about as well um, but it's kind of outside the realms of of comics um, mm. be- because because I'm under contract with DC, I can't do any more comic work, um, but I can do other artwork as well. You know, so uh, well, that was that was actually my question is like right. um, because when I find people's work that I really really enjoy, I tend to I have a whole wall of just people's work that I've been collecting. Um, right. I have this good. Uh, he's actually British, very smart dude. Not Alex. He's a different guy. Um, he moved from the not, well. You're smart too. Get off my dick, Alex. Fucking. Who's to and, say that? Um, as I was taking a swig of my drink, so you knew I wanted to take it. Well, he 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 told me always invest in art. He said like yeah. the one thing that never goes down is art. He's like whether right. it might fluctuate, but it never goes down. Um, right. really. So like I always try to collect like amazing artwork. So are you allowed to do like commission pieces and things along those lines? Oh yeah, like, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I right, do commission right. pieces as well. Uh, usually, I'll be, uh, I'll be messaging you. If I can. Excellent. Excellent. Absolutely. People, people can usually right. just go to my site, and there's a commission link on there. And, you know, oh shit! Office. All right, so um, I'm, I'm behind the game. <laughs> fucking, this is where I need to be. Fucking hey, man. But, but this, we were talking about this the other day about um, you know talking to other people within art, but not necessarily comics. You know, so th- there's other things as well where I've, I've worked with. Uh, rock groups, you know, to to do different things, maybe backdrops or you know stuff stuff for their programs and things like that. So there's always something that I'm kind of playing around with. Um, Who is the one character that you would love the chance to draw? Uh, before now, I would have said Swamp Thing. Um, <laughs> you motherfucker! Like, I love Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing's the best. I always want to draw Swamp Thing. Fucking, which I'm sure is the truth. But I'm just saying, it like, is. you know, it is. It. But um, uh, I love, I love to do a long run on Batman. I think Batman's yeah. one of those characters that everybody wants to get a crack at. Yeah. Um, but really, to do it in a kind of detective kind of style, yes. you know. Yes. Um, You're my hero. And. and uh, Dead Man as well. I think I think yes. Dead Man would be yes. pretty, pretty sweet. Hmm. Um, you never oh, hear people always... say they want to do Dead Man anymore, which I don't understand well, I why. He's such an amazing fucking character. Uh, well, I mean, my, my Becky Clooney, Be- Becky Cloonan and Michael Conrad are kind of playing with him in Wonder Woman at the moment. Um, are they? And that, that's pretty pretty interesting. I've got this whole concept for a, a Dead Man series. Uh, I want to. I've spoken to Jeff Lemire about it and everything. So maybe one day, maybe one. You know how you have these partner up like runs, like you know yeah. Jason Todd and and and, and yeah. Arsenal and those sort of things. But well, I'd love to see a Batman and Dead Man just run of just right. Dead Man pissing off Batman for like eight comic books straight. Just like, right. he just, you just annoy the shit out of him because obviously there's that Justice League Dark movie with Constantine yeah. and stuff, and yeah. you've got like Batman running around and he's just like. Mm. 
because he can't understand the logic behind magic and it pisses him yeah. off. And I love right. that. Right. Just dead man rocking up with uh, with with uh, Batman. Justice League, Justice League Dark had etrogen in it though, which like is my adjacent blood is just so great. Oh, yeah. It's fucking yeah, um, yeah. gone, gone. The rise of man, come the yeah, demon. Yeah. Again. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, we're so and nerdy. Definitely, definitely Constantine as well. Like yes. Which which I love that Keanu Reeves movie, and Alex hates that Keanu Reeves. No, 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 no. It's 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 a good movie. I, I watched it recently, and I put it visually. It is stunning, and I loved it. Yes, I, I love it. For what it is, but hate it. Talking about a he's sequel, right? They, they've been talking about a sequel forever, but they. But, but then again, they're putting out the Matrix like in this week, so I guess they can. Um, I don't know. I, I don't put anything past Keanu Reeves anymore. He'd be like, "So I'm gonna resurrect um, the dead," and I'd be like, "Sure, why not? You do it, Keanu Reeves." I can imagine him going, "Oh yeah, I've got a, a film idea where I'm on a bus," uh, and they're like, <laughs> "Speed? No, 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 no. It's called slow. If you go above five miles an hour, the bus blows up." He's got to get to school on time and drop the kids off. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about him dropping kids off. This dude, that'd be fucking bonkers. That's the Saturday oh Night Live sketch straight away. There you go. The, the, the... <laughs> Fuck Andy Samberg. We're the new writers for comedy for Saturday Night Live. There we go. Excellent. I love it so much. This has been a good fucking time, man. It's, we, we haven't done this in a long time, Mike. We, we took a couple months off for holidays right. and to kind of like, you know, kind of re fuel our engines and stuff we fell right back into this this was amazing yeah. i gotta say and what an amazing first guest to back dude i i am so thrilled that you met alex i'm so thrilled that you came on today you are a fucking ball of lightning my good sir and i appreciate you cheers thank you well, what we'll do then um mike is i'll give you an opportunity to tell people where they can sort of follow you if they want to buy commissions off you where they can do that etc yeah well uh basically you just go to my site which is mike perkins art dot com and uh from there there's a there's a contact link there's a thing to my there's a link to my art dealer uh there's a link to my commission stuff um yeah there's a there's a whole bunch of things i'm also on facebook as well but that's mostly for promoting my my work really um anybody wants to buy me a, a christmas present this on canvas would <laughs> that absolutely one, that one is, that's that's mine that's that's not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. I mean, I yeah, like the cover as well. The lowest covers, they, they were great because they were all kind of um, design-oriented in a way, rather than, mm. you know, your typical superhero kind of beat-em-up. And there was one where... Let me see if I can find it. There was one where uh, you got Lois, uh, was it the third issue? And uh, behind her is the freedom of the press speech, the, the kind of, oh, this one, right? So you got the freedom of the press thing behind her and the question oh, wow. over here. And, wow. uh, and so there, there were certain aspects of that. And I got this, uh, this thing from the editor saying, oh, there's, you have to do the redo the cover, you know, because there's there's some misspellings like that. Determine where am I? Yeah, there's like there's there's some misspellings on there. You're gonna have to redo the whole thing, and uh, it's kind of like you're missing the whole point. It's Lois Lane. <laughs> She's so bad at spelling, but it's just like that's the whole point of the cover. <laughs> I love it. 
You're muted. You're muted, Tom. <laughs> uh, no, you're still muted. Still muted. And, yeah, stuff like that. There you go. I, lo I love doing that one. That was great. Oh, yes. Truth. Why are you muted, Tom? What have you done? <laughs> I'm not. Hey. I wasn't. <laughs> it was just miming. It was a mime. Yeah. I was. It was very. It was. You know. It's. It's like circus away. I'm sitting there having a conversation via hands and stuff. It was very. You, you didn't get the concept. Oh. Uh, well. <laughs> and that was a really important thing. I'm glad you heard that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Um, what I was saying is sometimes people can miss the most simplest of concepts, like hand talking, um, or or making Lois Lane the worst speller in the world, but she's the most brilliant journalist. My God. Yeah. I was just trying um, I was to some of the other ones, but I was looking at your uh, webpage as we were talking, and there's a lot of amazing art on there. Just not oh, gonna lie, geez. guys. Um, if you're if you're looking for some like I, I like your style, especially because sometimes comic books can get a little comic booky, right? And I like that good cross uh, crossbreed between like realism yeah, yeah. and the comic. It, it's and you do it very very well. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, of course. Oh. I, um, I'm looking at this Swamp uh, Thing um, Statue of Liberty. And she's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's... Is yeah, that like kind of like... There's some on, covers uh, which just come into your, your head and you're just like, man, I've got to get that on the page. But I think that's what draws me to this, is that that looks more like something from Gotham. That that, that right. breathes Gotham to me, and me being yeah, such yeah, a Batman yeah. fan, and then well, seeing the Superman, the Lois Lane, and knowing that you've done it, it's... Yeah, there yeah. you go. There was um there was that whole comic book arc where Swamp Thing went to Gotham because they had Swamp Thing's uh, girl yes. um yeah yeah yeah. Oh, yeah 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 that was a great storyline is that kind of, was that kind of I have that run yeah yeah I I love that because yeah. they start saying how they got to arrest her because she's been you know banging Swamp Thing and yeah, Batman's yeah. like listen if you're gonna do that you got to arrest X Y and Z and by the way you're forgetting about Superman like oh never mind sorry we forgot yeah, yeah, <laughs> we didn't mean what we said right there um <laughs> don't arrest him. Yeah. <laughs> well mike thank you so much for joining us today and you're welcome back Cheers. on the show anytime and we're going to be working out i'm getting i've got commission money for cameras and stuff that we'll be bringing in soon so if we ever wanted to meet up and do it like in person whilst we yeah, have yeah, time yeah. on the screen and we can do some live draws maybe bring in an audience well, i've got the, the sky's the limit with what we're doing at usuk at the moment so there's there's lots yeah, of potential yeah. there Excellent. so you're welcome back anytime i Cheers. i draw great boobs so if you want me to join on i'll draw those he doesn't he eights. doesn't you know you know the you know the haribo eggs that's what they look like i'm just saying like they're beautiful they're my art leave me alone alex um, right, guys, welcome back to USUK. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we're not going to do the Later Lounge anymore. This is simply what it is. USUK is as USUK does. It's just chatter. We're not going to confuse you with this is this and this is that. This has been uh, an amazing interview, and, and I'm genuinely glad to be back. Um, make sure you check out our website, which is um, Network. Com. Um, and the, all of our content is available on there. I've got to do a bit of tinkering around because we've got to get rid of all the old stuff and make it all just streamlined. You suck. Um, and that's made for us by our friends at Web Orchard. If you need a website, go to Web Orchard and they will make you an amazing website that looks just like ours. If you know somebody that wants to come on the show, if you want us to try and get somebody on the show, uh, please write to us. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram. Don't be a pleb. You know how to get hold of us, right? Um, and <laughs> get in touch with us and uh, we'll, we'll make, try and make it happen. Tom, have you got anything to add before we get out of here? 
nothing. I missed this so much, and I'm glad to be back. And I'm glad all of you stuck around while we went on hiatus. And I'm glad for Mr. Mike Perkins over here. This has been a fantastic fucking episode. This is Yusuk, and I am Tom Bruno. I'm Alex Whiteley. And thank you very much to our guest, Mike Perkins. And we'll catch you guys next time. Stick around, Mike. We'll have a chat before we get out of here. But we'll catch you guys next week. Peace out. All right, listen up, spuds. This is Zach Brannigan, eh? master of time, space, and everything else in between. And, uh, oh, yeah, winner of this year's Modesty Award. You're listening to You Suck with Alan Tom. Your one stop for this sort of thing. Yeah.